0: Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.
1: Nobody circles the wagons like the Buffalo Bills.
2: Hey, what's up? I'm former Bills receiver Stevie Johnson. And you listening to Nate and the fellas on the Circling the Wagon podcast. There's only one way to roll. That's the Buffalo Rumblings podcast network. Nobody circles the wagons like the Buffalo Bills. Go build, baby Yeah 2022 We here Hey, hey, hey Let's go oh. Buffalo, Buffalo, Buffalo
1: Welcome to the Circling the Wagons podcast, a podcast discussing the Bills all year round with interviews, news, recaps, and insightful fan discussion. Most times, here's your host and lifelong Bills fan,
3: Nate. Oh man, you guys, you guys, I'm going to start this one off uh, by getting kind of, I don't know, I don't have a good feeling uh, as a Bills fan after this one, and I know it's, Soon after the Bills lost this game, Um, the Bills, for those of you that aren't familiar with us, uh, this is the Circling the Wagons podcast. I'm your host, Nate, and this is the Twitter space that we try to do after every Bills game. Um, We've done for probably about two-thirds, three-quarters of them this year, and this is by far the worst one yet as far as emotion goes, as far as how you should view the future of this team. Uh, I mean, the Bills, just to put this in perspective, the Bills lost by more points today than they had lost by um, all the combined losses of this entire season. And um, the Bills lost by eight points combined in the three losses they had this season. And they lost by 17 points today, 27 to 10. Um, this was this was really rough. Um, I have a lot of blame to go around. I have a lot of uh, folks on twitter that uh that added to it um that that gave their thoughts and I really liked what they had to say because I'm feeling the same exact way and I'll read uh some to you guys. but if you're not familiar with the uh this this twitter space version of the of the podcast is that it's your chance to give your thoughts on this game and where you think. The Bill's future is, and if you're optimistic or pessimistic, I have a feeling I know which one you guys are going to steer more towards, but uh, at the same time, I want to get your thoughts in. We usually give our thoughts on the podcast and the recap podcast that we release every Monday morning at eight o'clock uh, a.m. Uh, Eastern Standard Time, but this is a chance for you guys to get in. Um, so I definitely have some thoughts, uh, but want to get you, right, you guys right in um, as soon as I can. So... Starting off I got Colby in again. Uh Colby, man, I I don't even know I want know if I wanna ask you how you're doing, man. <laughs> welcome. Welcome to the Twitter space.
4: Um, no, yeah. I'm. it's raining in North Carolina and I'm just kinda sitting out here kinda getting rained on. Um, I'm kinda just depression would be like an exaggeration of what I'm feeling right now. <laughs>
3: This is very apropos, the fact that it's raining. I feel like you should be outside, just like, just not, not even on your porch, like just sitting there, standing there, you know, with your phone in a safe spot, obviously, but just like letting the rain just pour on you like a movie scene. Well, you know what I mean?
4: Yeah, I was going to say, it's not really r- raining right now. It's just kind of like drizzling, but <laughs> I mean, it's just kind of, I, I don't know, man. Like, Part of me is a little optimistic, I guess, because I don't know, I guess, I guess what was kind of, you know, going to happen, I feel like the bills were going to implode on themselves. It was, it was a gut feeling I had going into the playoffs. And I mean, I talked to you before, I was very upset with everything. Um, I will go with this. Uh, I don't think this loss is on Josh Allen at all. Um, I think this loss is on coaching. And strictly coaching, players, you know, players will make plays, man, and they will they will do what they can. But it all comes down to coaching in my opinion. And the coaches failed the players. And it inevitably happened and this is what we got, I guess, you know. But I don't I don't really know what to say, man. It's kinda just right now I'm just kinda sitting and I'm just kinda saying, Hey, you know, there's at least you could be a poverty franchise, but I mean, <laughs> Bills never have won a Super Bowl. We mm-hmm. choked four of them, and we somehow can't make it out of the divisional round. I don't know. I, I really don't. I really don't know. But it it is what it is. I guess.
3: Yeah, yeah, no, 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 no. I, I'm feeling you, man. I feel like, I feel like what you're what you're going with, man, is almost like a uh, a numbness <laughs> at this point. Feel it. I can feel it in your voice, man. You're not. You're like I don't want to be down about the team, but I can't be up about the team. But um, yeah, man. I I think we're all kind of feeling a little bit of what you're feeling, Colby. Um, dude, appreciate you always coming on the the Twitter Spaces and uh, and lending us your thoughts, man. You're the best.
4: Yeah. Um. And for the last part, I guess, you know, go Bills and Bills Mafia, you know, it's, it's, it's a gift
3: and a curse, I guess. (laughs) Well, today it's a curse for sure, but, but sometimes it's a gift. You're the man, Kobe. Appreciate it. Go Bills. Thank you. Uh, Yeah. There's, I mean, just, just a couple of things, Bills imploding on themselves. You know, what's funny is uh, I thought that if the Bills were going to lose this season, Uh, or in the postseason rather, I thought it was going to be like last week where the Bills just make mistake after mistake after mistake. And they're they're when they're clearly the better team and they just lose that way. That was how I thought the Bills were going to lose if they lost in the postseason. But I didn't take into account the fact that the Bills coaching staff just wouldn't show up the day of the game. And the whole week they didn't plan one game plan that would work. They didn't create a counter plan if that first game plan didn't work. Um, They couldn't take advantage of a Bengals offensive line that was so banged up. It should have been Swiss cheese. Uh, The Bengals were easily able to run on the Buffalo Bills. They were easily able to pass on the Buffalo Bills. They had plenty of time, which I'm going to go into a little bit more, but I got my guy Stu on, um, which I haven't had a chance to have him on yet. Stu, um, definitely want to get you in, man. What's going on? Bottom left-hand corner to, to turn that mic on. Hey, hey, hey
1: there, man. Uh, Long time listener to the podcast. I, I, More or less, I don't want to talk about the game. I basically just want to tell you that uh, I appreciate everything that you've done on the podcast for the season. Uh, your podcast is always very interesting and fun and upbeat. And uh, I appreciate the lack of hot takes. And uh, it's been a fun year and it was a lousy way to end it. But uh, that's kind of the history of Buffalo. And uh, I love you, man. I appreciate everything that you do. Uh go Bill, And uh, we'll talk to you later, man.
3: Goodbye. Okay, Stu, Stu, thank you so much, man, for that. Um, if there was any, that was probably honestly your your uh your message right there is the best I felt all day, <laughs> to be a hundred percent honest. Um, Stu is a longtime listener. Stu's the man, he's got his own podcast. Check him out, check out his profile. I believe it's the LMNO podcast. Um uh, it means a lot Like through, for all of you guys, if you've listened for the first time right now, or if you've listened to us for six seasons we're going on now, or if you just start found us somehow this season, um, appreciate all you guys for listening and being a part of this. And uh, and yeah, just trying to entertain, just trying to get some thoughtful um, takes in there for sure. Definitely not. We're not the hot take guy. I think the hottest take we ever had was cut Zay Jones, and that week they cut him. So uh, no, appreciate that, Stu. You're the best, buddy. Love you too. Um we're going to go into saxa Dave next um Dave over in the u k across a pond uh what's going on, man? how you feeling? I can hear you, Dave hey, dude, go bills that suck ass dude sorry I'm sorry
5: sir <laughs> ass like oh my god, um yeah, sorry, alcohol keeps me happy, so I'm all right but <laughs> um, yeah, I, you know, that's kind of, I, I'm not going to lie, that's how I thought we'd come out and play after the Demar incident in Cincinnati in the last game of the season. I didn't expect it to be in that game at all. That was like, I can cope with losing. I don't mind losing, but losing like that, just awful. Awful. Like you said, just coach. We've just been outcoached. Every year in the playoffs, we get outcoached. We've got a great regular season yep. squad, comes to the playoffs, and we just get outcoached. There's I think a point in the comments you said there's there's a lot to do in the offseason and we haven't really got the money or the draft picks to do it.
3: Yeah, this is going to be interesting, Dave, because this offseason we're going to talk about a lot of players that are either going to need to be resigned or let go. And to be 100% honest, like there's a lot of players that I thought were players that we needed to resign because of how good they were, and this Bengals game really really proved to me that there are a lot more holes on this team than I thought there were. And I think that this is like kind of, you know, it was like last season against the chiefs and the season before that, you know, it just exposes your team more than, more than, you know, the, the, the four and 12 teams or whatever. Um, and it's going to be a fun conversation for sure in the off season, but I feel you, man.
5: Yeah. You know, like, but like I said, the last, the last couple of last three or four weeks we've played banged up O lines and I just was supposed to be a star study D line that was supposed to yeah. dominate. Everything has just been, smacked about is about the best way you can describe it.
3: Yeah, you know, I don't want to give away too much of the recap podcast, but oh sorry, okay. Um, but no, 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 no. No, you're good. You're good. I'm doing this voluntarily. That um I mean the 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 Bills D line and and specifically Ed Oliver um goes on my wall of shame, um, part of my wall of shame at least. Um, dude, you have two starting guards out for the Bengals. And I know that they were double teaming him. They showed a lot of double teams on Ed Oliver, but man, you drafted that guy. To eventually, hopefully, take over games up the middle, especially in the last couple of games when they have such weak interior offensive lines due to injury or whatever. And, dude, I want a game record. I don't want a guy that just doesn't even hold up the line of attack, or let's you know Joe Mixon run up for twelve yards up the middle. I don't, I don't know what to do with that. You know, I don't, I don't not yeah. like the guy, but I'm not, I'm not happy with it. No,
5: I know. I'm like, you know, I've, I've, you know me, I'm a proper homer. Like, I love all the guys and I think they're all yeah. great. And, but like, yeah, there's um, some people need to hold their heads and have a serious question, like what was going on? <laughs> but, um, you yeah, know, to me, more than anything else today, um, Josh is still injured. I don't go, what the hell is all that blood on his sleeve going on about yeah, every game? So he's 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 not right. That first ball to Diggs in the first drive, his arm was tipped as he threw that. That wasn't an overthrow. It was definitely his, his arm got knocked as he threw the ball. So I'm not blaming that on Josh, but I think more than anything else, we need a wide receiver too because we haven't got one. Yep. All the hype for for this is going to be Davis's year, and he's going to take it. Nah, he's not it.
3: Yeah, yeah, I agree so. with you. There's there's there are lots of needs. On this team, both offensive and defensive, and Josh Allen can't do it all. Um, yeah, no, how-
5: he can. You know, he, he carries the team as much as he can. But you got to look at Miami last week. They've got two class wide out, class wide out. Bengals today, two class wide out. Um, you know, I don't. Our tight end, I'm happy with our tight end group and the running backs. I think we potentially got a lot of got a good start there with them. But our O line needs to be not a revolving door O line, and we need more options for him because at the minute it's digs and if there's not digs then between the drops and everything else it's just there's just nothing there
3: yeah you know I think I think and thank you Dave you're the man by the way appreciate you coming on across the pond and and giving us your thoughts as you do each week man
5: Now I love the pod fella like I, said, I don't think I've been there all six years but I think you picked you up like five years ago so um, you know I've been with it for a while so God bless you love your content love everything like the other fella said fair play to you thanks for all your hard work for the year um
3: yeah appreciate you yeah no appreciate appreciate you too cheers fella we gotta we gotta definitely uh if you guys um, we're talking about the bills uh uh game next year uh in england and dave and jason statham were talking about the two uh Bills fans of the podcast that are across the pond talking about coming over would love to do that would love to hook up with any Bills fans across the way if we can do it uh, but there was this hilarious twitter I'm trying to be I'm trying to be lighthearted now about this game uh there's a hilarious tweet and I can't remember who said it but like man all the Bills Mafia was just complaining about eggs the other day and now y'all talking about going uh, to England for the Bills uh game over there in uh, London so Uh, puts things in perspective but man appreciate you dave for sure long time listener man i can't i can't remember exactly when you started. five years or so it might have been towards the beginning but appreciate you uh for sure for sure um and i'm gonna now i'm gonna let on uh steve vega the host of the buff hub podcast uh my guy steve i'm gonna try to get to as many people as possible um today because there's a lot of thoughts that you all have but steve what's going on my man
6: hey hello
3: Hey, you're there, Steve. I got you. Yeah, sorry about
6: that. It was connecting for a second. How you been, man?
3: No, dude. I've been uh before today. I've been better. I've been great. But uh, after that, after that, man, I'm just. I need a day or two or three or a week or so to get out, get that out of my system. How you doing, man?
6: I'm doing good. You know, look, I, I think um it's it's super easy to get so negative because we're so used to doing that as Bills fans, you know. But honestly, at least we're in the realm of we can win a playoff game every time we go in. And it's just every year you keep having to tweak something, tweak something, tweak something. Um, But look, I I personally, I was talking to my brother up in Buffalo. He lives out there in Lovejoy. And I was was telling him, look, the Bengals are undeniably across the board. I think little they had early in the season where uh, justifiable to say, oh, you know, they're going to get blown out in the playoffs. Like, I really do think that across the board, they are built to win a Super Bowl. Um, It all comes down to, can Joe Burrow get the job done? It's all about the quarterback at the end of the day. Josh Allen's more flashy. Joe Burrow's a lot more cool headed. Um, he lets the game come to him and his receivers make big plays. But again, it's the way that team is built. flow built to be very, very explosive. And if they can't do it early in the game, you see how it just doesn't transpire later in the game. And and that's something, man. I, I mean, look, it, it sucks, but I went into this game with the expectation of see how great this coaching, this coaching staff can be my expectations as far as destroying the Bengals. Absolutely not. I thought the bills could win a, win a three-point game. 27, 24 is what I had, but look, uh, other way around. I I just think they got out coached. And, um, again, it, where do you really put that on? Who do you put that on? Because it's like Sean McDermott is the prize gem (laughs) that, that Buffalo has been waiting for since Marv Levy. Um, you know, it's it's really hard. it's really hard to digest this. It's probably going to take a month to figure out um how the bills are going to go forward I, I think I see a lot of people saying they're probably not going to make any changes and just wait for guys to get healthy next year
3: yeah you said you mentioned earlier that you were hoping that this game you could take really take a look at coaching I mean you mentioned coaching being an issue I mean where do you come away with that because I come away with the fact that the bills were completely outcoached on offense and defense and the fact that uh that this was a team that they hopefully would have studied for you know, a few weeks ago when the DeMara Hamlin incident happened. Um, I expected a lot more out of this team and was severely disappointed on both sides. I was disappointed that the Bills could not get any pressure today, it felt like, on Joe Burrow. They got some, sure, but not nearly as much as they should have. I mean, what were your thoughts on the coaching you, you know, today overall? And, and you, you mentioned people staying. I mean, do you want them to stay? Because I don't know if I do.
6: Well, I, I look at it this way, right? I think they went very conservative on the defensive end because they were so afraid of those three guys they have. And I think, look, once they're already up in the 10, let's bring the blitz. And I, I'm saying from every which way, whatever, you're probably going to lose the game. Anyways, the worst thing that can happen, you give up a big play and then you play conservative again and you have to hold them down to a field goal, but you have to at least try to rattle him. And, and I think what happened ultimately is the defense didn't do that. But again, Back to what I said on Twitter, and I've been getting some flack for it, but it's fine. You can come at me if you want. I just don't think that uh, offensively or see who's doing. I, I don't think he knew how to attack this Bengals defense. I do think this game falls on his shoulders. I am interested to see how he's gonna respond to questions. More importantly, what kind of questions are gonna be asked? Are we like gonna hold back as reporters? Whatever, right? Um, I think he really has a lot to answer to all of this bug situation for the bills, not on the offensive side of the football. This was completely on the defense all year long. Um, it's freak accidents. It's Micah like Hyde going low on a tackle with his neck. It's Vaughn Miller getting tripped up on it. An, and you know, in Detroit, it, you can, you can just keep going down the line, down the line, down the line. It, it wasn't a coaching thing. I think defensively on why the bills got injured, but I'm looking at the offense and I'm like, are we just going to completely ignore that everyone's completely healthy and that Gabe Davis looks pretty much pedestrian and that they had to pull two wide receivers from 2018 and 19 to try to save the day. And Dawson Knox originally had O.J. Howard as a double tight end set and then they don't want to address how to figure that out. I I was excited for that. And now we're seeing – happens when you have a solid tight end set in the football however you want exactly what the Bengals did i think look the bills need to look in how look into what exactly are they trying to accomplish as an offense and again if if it's absolutely we just want to throw the football all the time you might as well trade for deandre hopkins and put all the eggs in the basket next year for that because then you're basically saying we don't care about the run game still and we don't care about getting another tight end here uh to alleviate the pressure off of Allen. And, you know, we, when was the last time, And well, excuse me, When? how many times did we see Josh Allen dump the ball off in the first half? I saw barely any. I,
3: I feel like that's been the case for a minute. Uh, I don't think he's been doing that for a while. But, yeah, Steve, you bring up some great points, as always. Je- guys, check out the, the Buff Hub podcast on the Buffalo Rumblings podcast network. Um, dude, appreciate you coming in, Steve. You're the man. Go Bills. You too, man. Peace. That was Steve oh I forgot to say thank you for your service Steve Steve is a service serviceman for our country appreciate your service buddy um I have a lot of people on hold and there's a lot of things that it's funny a lot more people coming on uh, on uh, on the normal because uh, I think people want events but Charlie Brown is a bills fan I have you on as a speaker next whenever you're ready the blower uh left hand corner to turn that mic on
7: okay you got me okay yep I got you um it's funny my my wife is used to my behavior, Bill's games. So she comes downstairs, she goes, are you alright? And I go, yeah. She goes, you didn't yell a lot. Are you upset? And I'm like, no, I'm more numb. Because it, with, with this game, there have been so many heartbreakers. The Minnesota game, you know, last week, Kansas City, all that, that you're so emotional, and you get so high, and you get so low. This one, we were never in it. I was just kind of watching the game numb, like, Uh, I don't know how to describe it. It was really strange to watch because I I don't feel like we have had a game like this all season where we were just not in it from the get-go, and we weren't. Um, A lot of things people... Yeah, I'm sorry, go on, Charlie. Um, I'm conflicted with... We were clearly outcoached. And of course, after a game like this, you get a lot of emotional, you know, fire McDermott, fire Frazier, fire Dorsey... And again, the, the devil's advocate side I put on this is, but would we have been a 13-win t- win team in the regular season without McDermott and Frazier and Dorsey? Do they need to make changes? Yes. But you know, getting rid of them, when you look at it statistically, it's still a top-five defense. You still have Allen's numbers from last year under Dable and Allen's numbers from this year nearly identical. So it's like you know, the, the coaches need to change something I just wish I could put my finger on it. You know, it's I think the one thing I think was tonight t- this game the lines killed them. The O-line which has not been good for a while. They're just they're just not good. Um has, did not protect well enough, but the D-line going up against three backup O-line guys for Cincinnati, I I just couldn't believe how little pressure they put on.
3: Yeah, you know, I I love the point that you brought first off, the 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 part about you being numb. I kind of I I definitely yelled a couple of times, but at the same point you're right. I mean, I when I do my show notes for the recap podcast, I always write down every score. I always put the Bills score first and then the next team score, you know, in the next. And this was the first game I can remember this entire season that I didn't put the Bills number as a bigger number than the other team for like 3 quarters of the game. Yeah, right? Like this is rare. This is very rare. It's usually when the bills do lose. It's usually like within a quarter or whatever. Like it's not the entire game they've been losing. This was weird. It felt weird for sure. And and to your point about the lines, um, I think you nailed it on the head, Charlie. I know your, your name's not really Charlie. It's Charlie Brown as a Bills fan is your Twitter handle. But like you you not you, you mentioned the fact that the Bills defensive line, the Bills offensive line, cost them today. Isn't that the whole? And I'll put this question out to not only you but the entire all of Bills mafia. Haven't we been told by McDermott and Bean since day one? They want to build the trenches. They know that the line of scrimmage is where you win games and where you move the football and where you defend the football. And the Bills, I'd argue, as good as they are, the lines might be one of their weakest areas on the entire team on both sides of the ball. Does that make sense? No, no I agree with
7: you completely. I think, um, I think they, at least with the defensive line, they tried having mm-hmm. by signing Von Miller and again fluke injury Von Miller goes out but I think that was them trying and and it just didn't work out with Von but the O line has been the issue for I, I still say for years I say even since we've had Josh and when you you know they start bringing up the PFF grades and you've got two of your five starters in the bottom 10 Roger Saffold and I think Spencer which I thought was a little low but Saffold's just like I mean I wouldn't re-sign him for a you know bag of chips right now let alone if as a free agent but that o-line has been an issue i think for the josh allen era and it's just not getting better so as i think the skill players the secondary the the wide receivers the running backs i wouldn't throw the money there they've got to spend the draft and the money they've got to build those two lines in the offseason
3: you know if 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 it was me like i I like your point about you know spending the money and, and looking at the lines if it were me especially because you mentioned josh allen i completely 100 percent agree with you like josh allen makes the offensive line look so much better than it actually is on paper with almost any other quarterback out there i mean they'd be taking sacks like half the time it feels like um if i had a choice uh between signing you know uh another top tier defensive tackle or defensive end or whatever. Like I know we spent so much capital on there, like you mentioned, and we have another offensive line. I take a guard, like, give me, give me top five, top 10 money or top five, top 10 guard, as opposed to a top five, top 10 defensive tackle. And I know that sounds weird. Nobody wants to get rid of Ed Oliver. I agree, but dude, you're not winning games with Ed Oliver. You're winning games with Josh Allen. So protect him. Like don't let him be on his back. If we lose Josh Allen, the the season's done. If we lose Ed Oliver, they, you know, what are they going to do? Keep carving us up up the middle? Are we going to get less pass rush? I don't know. Like I know I'm not trying to single him out, but just in general, you know.
7: No, I agree with you. I think that's really where they have to focus, and they keep saying they're going to, but it just hasn't happened yet. Which is where, after a while, it begins to erode our faith in Bean and McDermott. I'm not saying get rid of them year after year your faith begins to erode when they say we're going to focus on the trenches but the trenches aren't getting better
3: absolutely i i agree with you how long does that last how much leniency do you give them for when that is when that is their message and they're not fulfilling their message 100 percent agree because you know what um you mentioned the draft capital the the reality is josh allen's contract really kicks in a lot next year and you're talking about you know, I think it's like 25 or 26 million this year, and it goes up to over 40 million. So that's not like you know, it's like 14, 15, 16 million, but at the same time, that's you know, one less Daquan Jones, that's yeah. one less you know, uh, not Von Miller, but like it's one less Tim Settle Jr., you know, like there's there's pieces that you lose because of that. And I think, um, I dude, I love all the points you brought up, Charlie, appreciate you coming on. I mean, obviously. You know, we follow each other on Twitter, so it's good to, yeah. good to have you on this, man. appreciate you.
7: Thank you for having me on Go Bills.
3: Absolutely, Go Bills. Um, Charlie brought up a lot of great points. You guys have been waiting for a while, so um, I'm going to get into uh, Rob Diddy and get his thoughts on this. Rob, um, I, got, I got Big Mike and Dylan on next. Uh, Rob, hey. brother, what's going on? Hey,
8: what's going on, man? Um, I mean, it, it kind of goes, you know, my sentiments, you know, I echo the sentiments of everybody else that was on. Um, the biggest thing for me, I guess, was the uh, coming out so late being aggressive. Like, we we were just so uh, – you would think that the way that they started the game before everything with DeMar, you would understand that, hey, this team wants to go. They want to get rolling. We can't sit and wait, you know. And I, I kind of um, blame I, – I put blame on Leslie for that, but also just – the, the the players kind of just not having that gear um, on defense that we've seen. Like Milano kind of came out really, you know, just slow. And I get it because of the whole um, – because of, like, just how they were trying to play it or whatever. But, I mean, he, he played a great game. I'm not necessarily blaming him for everything that's going on. I, I blame the entire unit. I mean, injuries happen. Um, but, man, what was I – well, there was a point that I was going to make.
3: There was poor tackling as well. I that, mean, not to just put it too. on Milano,
8: but um, and so you know, you just get to the point where, like, and then not only that, but we're constantly told that this team is built to win in Buffalo. And when they tell us that they're that they're meant to win in Buffalo, we think games like this; these are the games that we have to that that we're gonna win. They're are going to win they are they are guaranteed to us, right? Because we're in Buffalo. It's snowing. This team is. We've been constantly told this team is went, meant to win here, and then. Not only do we lose, but we lose in such a fashion that just looks like we didn't even want to play. And then offensively, man, the, the hardest part about watching the offense is you you constantly see these plays where we're waiting for a play to open up. We're waiting for routes to open up. We're waiting for, uh, you know, things to change. We don't use Gilliam much this year. I mean, he's been a great um, blocker from that fullback position. Uh, you know, you've got all these weapons that you know we're supposed to have offensively but i didn't see much isaiah mckenzie today i I think maybe he had like one or two catches i get it stefan Diggs had you know they they bracketed him there was some overthrows things like that you know but you've got other guys you've got the cole beasleys you've got the gabe davises you've got the um shakirs you've got you know i don't know if john brown john brown i think he was active today too but you know um I mean, just to contrast what the Bengals are doing, the Bengals were getting you know quick throws, getting the ball out five yards, six yards, three yards, you know. And I get it; we say, oh, you know, Josh doesn't want to take those. I understand, you know, that also plays a big aspect that plays into it a lot. But this whole concept of run, run this part of the route and then get open, it it just didn't help, you know. And I mean, I just I, I'm just curious as to know like where they're going this off season with everything. I don't think we need to necessarily get rid of Ken Dorsey or Leslie Frazier. But I honestly think that everybody in that coaching staff needs to take a hard look in the mirror and say, okay, we have, that's what I was going to say. We have Josh Allen, right? Same way that Andy Reed and his staff and um, the guy for the Bengals and their staff and Nick Sirianni and their staff say, we have this guy. I'm not, I make a joke with my brother. Cause he's a chiefs fan that, um, Patrick Mahomes as a system quarterback it's a joke because you know the whole Chad anything but in all reality he fits the system same way that Jalen Hurts fits Nick Sirianni same way that Joe Burrow fits what they're doing over there same way that you know for for any quarterback that has gone and had some success in the league there has been a system put in place that produces positive results for that quarterback not everybody's going to be 100 percent, but when you see what we do with buffalo it, it's hard to say man we've got it we've got it because you don't see us taking things off of our quarterback we're putting so much more on him and then you know that's just what it's got to be they don't live and die by patrick mahomes in kansas city they're not living and dying by joe burrow in um cincinnati they're not living and dying by Jalen Hurts in Philadelphia, and when I say that, I mean that, like, yeah, that's their guy, that's their quarterback, he's the face. But they've got help: AJ Brown, Devontae Smith, Dallas Goddard. Uh, the guys in Cincinnati, even with the Chiefs, yeah, people might say that they're that they have a that they're a step down from Tyreek Hill, but they're still fast guys, big yak guys. Still have Travis Kelsey, and I'm not saying that our guys suck, but what I'm saying is, is look at how they're operating with their systems. And then look at what we're doing. Josh Allen, to be a top five quarterback, top three really, in this league and to have the stuff put on him that he has on him and to do the things that he's doing is a phenomenal, like, it's unprecedented. Now, how do we take some of that off of him and find a happy medium so we can start seeing that AFC championship game win, Super Bowl win? You you get what I'm saying? Or, Or even appearance.
3: Oh, oh yeah. I mean, Rob, you brought up like four or five really good points there. And, uh, and to, one of the things that I think that you mentioned here at the end was taking things off Josh's plate. Um, I mentioned earlier how it, you know, he doesn't get enough credit for what he's done for the bills offense, um, their offensive line, their weapons or the lack thereof. I think we're kind of figuring out, um, you know, I I I watched the the Bengals uh, Ravens game again and uh you know, obviously seeing the Bengals game today. I mean, how many shots downfield did Joe Burrow really need to make today for them to have success on offense? Right. Um my my point kind of goes into your point is it's not that many. He probably took like three or four or five maybe. That felt like every single drop back that's what Josh was trying to do. And yeah. and to to that point Uh, I think the Bills really need to take a look at trying to change the system to fit more of Josh and to get him those pieces. I mean, there were there's lots of passes where Joe Burrow gets, you know, he throws it out wide and a guy goes for seven, eight yards. And all of a sudden you're setting up second and seven or I'm sorry, second and three or second and two. And you're setting him up for success. I mean, when was the last time? that Josh Allen threw a bubble screen and it went for more than five or six yards. It's like, never happens. You know, when when was the last time? Yeah, exactly. When was the last time they had a running back screen where, you know, it actually was successful where he didn't have to throw it into the dirt. When was the last time they threw like a quick, easy, you know, dig route over the middle for Cole Beasley or a a slot receiver where the guy could take it for another four or five yards. I I don't remember. Right. It's been that long. Um, Everything that you said, is something that's kind of been brewing up in the back of my head and you just brought it up. And I think that there's a lot of I mean, just look at Joe Mixon. Like how many draw plays did they do right up the gut with their, you know, their second string offensive lineman, and they and, get twelve yards a carry. And I don't
8: mean to cut you off, but yep. Joe Mixon and Devin Singletary have similar statistical have similar similar statistical numbers this season. There's no that's all I, I wanted to say right there. But go Bills. But yes, that's yeah.
3: Yeah. yeah, yeah, No, no. You you added so much, dude. Rob, appreciate you coming on, man. Go Bills. Thank you. Go Bills. Uh, Rob, Rob, a lot of good points. I want to get to though to Big Mike and Dylan. They've been waiting for a while. And uh, after them, if uh, if the no one else is requesting, I'm going to get a chance to give a few of my thoughts on uh, and everything you guys are mentioning because there's a lot of really good stuff that, that's been out there. So so go ahead, Big Mike. What's going on, man?
1: Rob Diddy just there a second ago. Um, the thing that seems to really chat my ass about this situation is he was right the 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 plays and the the surroundings that josh allen has as a quarterback his style of play what he does well the things that he don't it doesn't do well those things are showcased in a game like this when you have the your superstars are supposed to rise up and he's doing what he can but as you know like as rob and you mentioned a second ago. Yeah, these styles and systems that these teams want to play for. But what what can literally Josh Allen do besides rip open his jersey and have a Superman on his chest if he doesn't have an offensive line to do anything for him? Yes, he is Mister Mobile Quarterback, Mister Scramble Around. You know, make those incredible plays. You know, find receivers who basically seem. Completely covered and then make these amazing plays, but when the the man has to do literally everything all by himself the the game is not going to go well for us and then on the the same can be said on the other side: if you play like you do not have any genitalia as a man in this league, you're not going to have any success, any success at all. Those players, and I'll say it as a team because you win as a team and you lose as a team. That team played flat in the front like a freaking kindle.
3: <laughs> That's a, I love that analogy, big Mike. Appreciate it. It was like you know I, what I what I get, and, and real quick, uh, I wasn't sure if they were coached to play that soft or what, but if it, or if it was just them because the entire team seem to have that sort of it's it's the mindset. NFL you know what playoffs. I mean so I didn't know if,
1: it doesn't matter whether yeah. you're coached or not to play that soft it is the NFL playoffs where what happens if you lose this game you go home and you cry and you whine and you act like all of us here be pissed off for three months until the draft comes around then you're like oh we're so optimistic and blah 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 that shit doesn't mean nothing if you can't sit there and have pride in how you played
3: Dude, that's a good point. Oh, I don't even want to think about the draft. I was listening to the pre... Thank you very much, Big Mike. I thought you brought up up, some great points, man. Go Bills. Go Bills. Appreciate uh, Big Mike coming on all these... uh all these times that I've done these, these Twitter spaces, obviously appreciate all you guys for listening as well. Um, I, I forget to mention this. I, w- I was so, so angry or so frustrated with this bill's loss. I forgot to mention that this, this Twitter space is brought to you by the DraftKings Sportsbook at DeLago. If you're in the Western New York or central New York area, you want to do some betting on the playoffs, the rest of the playoffs, the conference championships. I know I'm going to, um, check out the DeLago resort and casino. Um, I think you'll really enjoy it. And, uh, and I got to get to uh, my guy, Dylan. There's been a lot of really good points and I'm hopefully going to get a chance to touch on them here or at the, uh, or in our podcast recap, that'll, uh, that'll get uh, released in, uh, in, uh, neck next- tomorrow. But Dylan, Dylan, thank you so much for waiting, man. You've been a, you've been a trooper. What's going on, brother? Well, I don't hear you. You might have to change your connection a little bit or I'll give it a second to see if it gets a little bit better. Okay. He's off. Uh, try to get back in Dylan. Um, i got a few more minutes in this, and I will try to get you on because you tried uh, so long to be on. Don't want to waste that opportunity. We're going to go to Robert Corvillian right now. Robert, what are your thoughts on uh, on this Bill's loss, and uh, what do you need to vent about? By the way, lower left-hand corner to turn your mic on because I can't hear anything right now.
1: I think they played like total garbage. These are professional football players that should be playing like professionals and not like a bunch of high school kids. I'm very, very pissed because they could play better than this and they know it.
3: Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Yeah. This seems like an unmotivated team. It seems like if this was a, t- a game that was played in Cincinnati, you'd say it's like they didn't even get off the plane, right? Like the, mo- the, the way that they handled themselves, um, you know, the tackling issues we've seen all, I mean, that, that crept in today, the lack of, it was just, it was a lot of different things. It was a lot of different of tackling,
1: things. Um... Zone. Playing zone in the secondary. They've been burned by this, I don't know how many times, playing zone in the secondary. They gotta play man with these with these good teams with good receivers, the way they play us. I don't understand their reasoning, but they're it's like they didn't even make a plan, a game plan.
3: It's like they were using that same game plan from last week. They were it felt like they were doing the same thing against Skyler Thompson, you know, just playing soft and let him beat you. But the difference is Joe Burrow is not Skylar Thompson. Right. You know, you you can't do that. against. I I love your point Robert um about that. Is there anything else you want to leave us with before you uh before you sign off or is it, you have any more that you want to add?
1: No, I I
3: think that's about it. No, I appreciate you coming on Robert. For sure. I know it's I know it's a difficult uh day for us Bills fans, but uh but go I Bills I appreciate man. the time. For sure thank you, Thank you to Robert. Thank you guys all for coming in. Um, Dylan hasn't come in yet, so i'm going to give a few thoughts real quick um, i'm going to give more thoughts uh, on the recap podcast but But first and foremost, um, you know being aggressive late um, Rob mentioned uh, a bunch of different Rob did uh, a bunch of different good points about that being aggressive late why does it take so long for the bills to be down by so much before they be, before they become aggressive i mean it's just like the 2 minute offense like the bills were really good at that for most of the season it's like why don't we have that sense of urgency the entire game why don't we pretend like we have to score before the end of the half with each drive i mean that's how the k gun offense was formed is because kelly and the bills offense were so good at getting, uh, you know, scoring before the end of the first half or the end of the game, that they're just like, hey, maybe we should try to employ this more often. Now, I don't know if it would have mattered today. I think they would have just had more three and outs, even quicker. Um, but a lot of points, a lot of good points there. The the built to win in Buffalo narrative, quote unquote narrative, built to win in Buffalo. Um, home field advantage does not matter in Buffalo at this point, especially when it pertains to cold weather or snow. The Bills don't play better in it, and there's absolutely no proof. That you can tell me that he they, they play better when it snows or whatever. Uh, Cincinnati played amazing, and they did not care that it was in Buffalo or that the weather was terrible. It did not matter. And I know that the Bills, the Pagulas, are not going to build a dome. I get it. So beating on that dead horse isn't going to do anything. But I'll tell you what, like the Bills might play a little bit better in a dome than opposed to how they played today. I mean, that just it doesn't matter. I know it doesn't matter. But th- there is absolutely no advantage. That might have been the case in the 90s when the Bills could actually run the freaking ball and Josh Allen wasn't the leading rusher like he was today when he had 26 yards rushing and Devin Singletary at 24. Now compare that to Joe Mixon with 105 yards rushing. Compare that to Samaj P. Ryan had 33 yards rushing. The Bengals had two running backs that had more rushing yards than the Buffalo Bills did today from their leading running back. So just to put that in in context, um, there's a lot of things that that you guys mentioned. I might have to save it for the podcast. But I definitely want to get my guy Big R in on the podcast, uh, on this Twitter space, to give his thoughts on it. Uh, Longtime listener, uh, good friend, Big R. What's going on, man?
9: Hey, I am watching two kids, and there's Lunar New Year fireworks going off next door. They must be Bengals fans. Uh. (laughs) Uh, I'll, I'll be quick, you know, Gosh, tough loss. I expected the Bengals to win, but I think there's a lot of sadness because this is like the first game all year we really had, didn't have a chance. When all the other losses were to the wire, we had a shot. Like, this was just punched in the mouth and could never really recover. Uh, number two, I mean, the big thing is Cincinnati's D line just dominated our O line in a way that our D line was supposed to dominate their O line. And, I mean, God, we just, we just need more talent there. I mean, our offensive line is not very good. Our defensive line, you know, freaking J. Devon Miller. But, like, Bean's drafts have not been great in that regard, uh, objectively. But, you, you know, I'm not saying we fire him or anything. We just need improvement, right? Uh, to mm-hmm. Josh Allen, just, bat, you know, two out of five, you know, fire emojis. Uh, he just left a lot of meat on the bone. You just check downs very late on those check downs. I don't do all 22 analysis. I got two small kids. But I imagine if I looked at them, he cut a lot <laughs> of open check downs. And he, when he did check down, it was, like, late. Like, he was trying to get the home run. Which yeah. um, and I think the, the Dolphins showed – how to beat him a bit last week. You just did clever blitzes and hats off to the, the Bengals' defensive coordinator. Like, they would rush four or five or three and just get pressure. Or three. It was crazy. Yeah. So, you know, at the end of the day, they are a better team is what kind of, like, you get away feeling from that game. And had we completed that mm-hmm. game back in January, January two, we probably lost by, like, a similar margin. Um, it is, it's just rough because you don't know how many opportunities you're going to get, you know, at the playoffs. But, you know, Peyton Manning didn't win his – when did he win his first Super Bowl? Like, maybe year eight or y- year nine? You know, like, it is yeah. – it's, it's not chicken little. It's just the joys of getting to the playoffs. You know, there's the crushing of losing it, which is you don't win the Super Bowl most years. That's just how it works. <laughs> so, hmm. uh, it, it, it's just tough because we, we didn't have a chance in this game. And I was just really upset us not going for it on fourth and ten and fourth and two when you knew that, like, they were on a 700-yard offensive pace, so you had to try to keep up. You know, losing by thirty-one is the same thing as losing by three, really, right? It doesn't matter. Yep. So I yep. thought we could have had a little bit more courage there. I don't think we fire anybody. You know, um, I just I just wonder what we can do to, to upgrade the line. I mean, the Cody Ford pick was supposed to be a, one of those picks that um, bolted the line. He just flamed out, right? Um, Spencer Brown's like not that very good.
3: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so no, no, no argument here. Go ahead.
9: It's just, it's great to have meaningful January football, but it's also devastating when you lose in January. You know, like, I know. This, it, I, know. And I think it was Charlie Brown, it was the fan that said like last year, the hurt was just way deeper. This is just numbness. Like, Oh, this team's better than us. Yeah. They find open receivers and they convert first downs. And their defense stops us with three rushers. Like deep, like Ed Oliver, you know, it's, my favorite players on the team He disappointed today. Yes. DJ Reeder, that dude's worth a max contract since then. You think about Fletcher Cox, Ian Philly, mm-hmm. Chris Jones and KC. We just need that Oliver to step up. We need him to be that game changer on the line. Short of that, we gotta get somebody. And on the offensive line, draft, free agency, cloning, steroids, I don't know. <laughs> like <but> like <laughs> no, just Josh I was running for his life. And I, I think again okay, Chris yeah. still played better, but you getting sacks off three man rushes, that's just that's an embarrassment. Um uh, maybe it's pathetic. So, so that, that's what I got to say. Thanks for hosting it. Nate, go Bills. 13-3, um, it's like, just tough to get kind of like dog-walked a bit today. Because that, to that, mm-hmm. that hasn't happened to us in a very long time. But yeah. hopefully it shows the powers that be that it's possible and see if we can yeah. make some improvements. Um, but, you know, still, it's still a golden era of Bills football. You know, just want to say that. Try to be a little positive because we were, we were in the mud – for decades there was phone internet like was the last time we like had a meaningful football team <laughs> 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 to, like, to now so it's just you know we just have to the Colts lost a bunch of playoff games before they won a the Super Bowl like it happens you know I, I don't I still think it's possible I don't leave this game thinking oh we're done for we're gonna blow it up you know it's like nope we said what can we do what can we do to improve and you know freak injury on the other teams next year maybe, maybe that's that's our ticket who knows so, Go Bills, thanks Nate. Appreciate the uh chance to speak.
3: Go Bills, man. Big R, appreciate you week in and week out uh coming in and, and everything, man. Love you, man. I'll uh will will definitely talk again soon. Uh I don't know if we're going to do Twitter Spaces this uh this off season, but we'll figure something out, man. Thanks. Uh thanks again to Big R for that. Obviously, a lot of a lot of great points. Um I'm going to end on this note. I, I I'm so glad that we do these Twitter Spaces after Bill's games when we can, because it kind of puts things in perspective. Um, At first, I'm just like, I don't care if Ken Dorsey gets fired. I don't care if he leaves for a job. I don't care if Leslie Frazier gets fired. Um, You know, I I think there's definitely fault there for sure. And I think maybe a majority of it goes there. But uh, I think that with all these losses, it really exposes some major weaknesses along the positional groups. And I think we're seeing a lot of it. And I think that's going to be part of the fun discussion this offseason is where do we really see the biggest positional needs? And I'm going to need um, some of your help for for deciding that and kind of prioritizing it this offseason. Uh, one thing I wanted uh, to mention, a big R, he's uh, we, bringing up you know the offensive line and protecting Josh Allen. If it's me, now this has been my mantra since last season and it's going to continue into this off season is just build around Josh. Like we don't know how long this defensive unit is going to be good for, but if you can put Josh in a, in a a way to succeed week in and week out with protection and weapons, like you will go 13 and three most seasons, as long as you have that. I mean, you can't have a a dog crap defense, of course, but you can't, I mean, top five, you know, offense and defense. I don't know how likely that is. Um, the Bills have whiffed on a lot of draft picks on the offensive line. Uh, he mentioned Cody Ford. You know, I throw Spencer Brown in there as of yet. I know it's only his second season, but I was kind of hoping to see more. Tommy Doyle was injured. You know, that's that's another thing, and, and, and I think I'm going to leave it on this, is, is Bean is, I think, I, at least I think we can all agree, is a much better GM when it comes to free agency than he is to drafting. Now, I don't think he's terrible at drafting. I think he's made some good draft picks. But specifically along the offensive line, the defensive line. I mean, how many guys has he really, really hit on? You know, I mean, you think about the best uh, offensive linemen. You know, Deion Dawkins, Mitch Morse. Deion Dawkins was before Bean. Mitch Morse was a free agent signing. Okay, sounds good. Uh, Nothing there from Brandon Bean. Okay, look at the defensive line. The best defensive lineman, Von Miller. Uh, I would say Greg Rousseau is in there, but I wouldn't say he's dominant. I think he's good. I think he could be very good. I think he's good. Uh, At Oliver, I think is good. I don't think he's number nine overall good yet, but he's good. Uh, and then it's like a bunch of the free agents, Daquan Jones today. They missed Daquan Jones a lot more than I thought they would. And he might've been part of the difference in the defensive uh, performance today, but I'm not hundred percent sure because I mean, <laughs> where was, where was Edmonds? Where, where was Milano in all those plays? I was just, uh, it's frustrating as a bills fan, but listen, I, first of I'm going to do a lot of thank yous on the recap podcast, um, but for for sure want to thank you guys all for listening and supporting um our podcast the twitter spaces our twitter account um if you ever liked or retweeted or shared or texted anything funny or anything that we've ever said on the on our twitter page and you've followed us or whatever i appreciate you for sure that that never goes unnoticed i don't get a chance to thank all you know 20,000 or so of you or whoever however many it is uh for following us but it is Greatly appreciated. I want to thank you guys all for listening to the podcast. For those of you that do um, week in and week out, or for those of you that can, when you can, I know life gets in the way. I would never fault anyone for taking a few weeks off or even taking a season off, whatever. You know, I got two little kids like Big R, so just the time to record it, you know, it takes time away from that. So I get it. Um, I want to thank you guys all for supporting our sponsor the DraftKings Sportsbook at Delago. Um, the Delago Resort and Casino, what a great sponsor they are. You guys have tweeted me in, texted me, or not texted me, but like DM'd us uh, some really cool things from Delago. It is a cool place. Trust me, you will enjoy it there. And just everything, you guys, I mean, really grateful for for all of this. Whatever small following we've accrued um, over the past six years um, is due in part to those Mafia members like you. Uh, it does not go unnoticed. We appreciate the hell out of it. Um, you know, joked around that you know when the Bills win the Super Bowl, we'll quit it forever. And I thought it might happen this year. To be honest, I thought it might actually have to come to a to realization. Man, are we just going to quit the podcast? Like as they win it, but uh, but we'll be back next season. Um, they are. I will tell you guys this, and uh, I don't know if we're supposed to tell anyone this or not, but I will tell you guys this. Vox Media is doing a lot of layoffs. Uh, for different areas of SB Nation so as you guys know we're part of Buffalo Rumblings the Buffalo Rumblings podcast network as of right now um, there have been no layoffs in the Buffalo Rumblings uh, part of things but I know that a lot of the very successful podcasts along with Buffalo Rumblings like the Steel Curtain for the Pittsburgh Steelers they've been let go uh, from the podcast from SB Nation so if there is an opportunity where we get let go. We're one of, you know, the 17 podcasts in the Buffalo rumblings network. Maybe half of us get let go. Maybe we all get let go. Maybe only circling the wagons gets let go. If that is the case um, and you cannot find us on the Buffalo rumblings podcast network, find us on our own. We're going to keep doing our own thing, whether we're doing it with SB nation and Vox media, or we're doing it independently. Like we'll, we'll be your, your indie band version of a, uh, of a uh, Buffalo bills podcast. Like we did, at the very beginning um, a year into uh, our podcasting. So look for us there, either encircling the wagon, CTW somewhere on any podcast network that you may listen to. We're going to keep doing interviews. We're going to keep talking bills. We're going to keep trying to entertain you, make you guys laugh, make you guys think Uh, we are not X's and O's guys, but, uh, but you know, we just want to make you guys laugh and just think a little bit more about the team that you guys love so much and we love so much. So thank you guys all again for listening for me, Nate, Go Bills, and we'll talk to you guys again very soon.
2: Buffalo, Buffalo, Buffalo with the Mafia, Buffalo, Buffalo, Buffalo with the Mafia, Buffalo, 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 Buffalo. Buffalo, it's the mafia, it's the Buffalo Bills, hey It's the Buffalo Bills, hey Buffalo, 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 it's the Buffalo. mafia Josh Allen, Steph Diggs, Shaq Lawson, who's stopping us? No. Trey Edmonds, Ed Oliver, Jordan Phillips, who blocking us? No. I don't see nobody stopping us no. Number one, no one on top uh. of us What they gonna do when Matt Milano coming with the blitz off the edge? No. Don't you throw it in the air, cause Trey White and Micah Hyra intercept. Von really? <laughs> Miller getting double teamed, now the team getting easy sack. Russo with the double moves coming straight for the quarterback Uh, Take him down, take him down McDermott clapping on the sidelines And the crowd going crazy Mafia, it's our time Josh Allen, it's your time It's the Mafia, yeah Sunday, one Bills drive Mafia, where you at? Buffalo, Buffalo, Buffalo is the Mafia. 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 Buffalo. Buffalo, Buffalo, it's the Mafia. Uh-huh. Buffalo, 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 it's the Mafia. Yeah. Buffalo, 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 it's the Mafia. It's the Buffalo Bills, hey It's the Buffalo Bills, hey Buffalo, 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 it's the Mafia. Josh Allen, Steph Diggs, Shaq Lawson, who's stopping us? Trey Edmonds, Ed Oliver, Jordan Phillips, who blocking us? I don't see nobody stopping us. Number one, no one on top of us. Mitch Moore snapped to Josh Allen looking down the field. No one open so he scrambled right He see somebody open but he off balance So he gotta be focused Dawkins with the block Allen with the shock 70 yards will it be called Gabe Davis or Jay Crowder Down the field past the whole roster That step digs make it so easy Touchdown High mark field rocking every Sunday Got a hangover on every Monday Get your bass kick you know we winning Josh Allen passing who gon' pass us With Devin and Cook you know we great If you not a Bills fan we don't relate Nah Buffalo, 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 it's the mafia. Josh Allen, Steph Diggs, Don Brown, who's stopping us? Trey Edmonds, Ed Oliver, Jordan Phillips, who's blocking us? No one.